0: welcome to the biz times mke podcast and our weekly debrief i'm biz times associate editor arthur thomas and i'm joined on this week's episode by my colleague lauren anderson also an associate editor here at biz times lauren how are you doing
1: i'm doing well thanks
0: and joining us as always biz times editor andrew wyland andrew how's it going great Well, let's dive into our insider story spotlight. This is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories we wrote this week that are only available to BizTimes insiders. If you're already an insider, thank you very much for your support. That helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, it's really easy to become one. Go to BizTimes.com. Click on the subscribe button at the top of the page. It's the equivalent of $8 a month to subscribe. And we'd love to have your support and you'd get access to all of our uh, stories at biztimes.com. Lauren, uh, your Insider Spotlight story this week is a follow-up to one we talked about on last week's podcast. What can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, so our reporter, Meredith Meyer, followed up on the on the big news from last week about um, uh, FPC Live planning to develop a uh, two-venue facility near the Summerfest grounds um, that's going to host concerts and events year-round. Uh, she spoke with venue operators and people in the music scene in Milwaukee and uh, found that they are saying it's it's a mixed bag as to whether this new venue is going to hurt or help the overall music scene in the city.
0: Yeah, I think there's some some see it as a chance to bring more acts that that are missing the city already and some see it as competition for venues that have already struggled during a pandemic. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see as as time goes on. Uh, Andrew, what is your insider spotlight story
2: for the week? I'm going to highlight a couple stories actually involving Cobalt Partners. It's it's a real estate development firm. Scott Yalk being the, the main guy there. They continue to do, they've done a lot of big suburban projects and they were in the news this week for a couple. One is getting um, approval in Bayside to move forward with a $84 million um, mixed-use project at I-43 and Brown Deer Road. It's going to have, you know, it's office, retail, restaurant, hotel, even a library over there. So there's all kinds of different things that that they're doing over there. And then there was another story also involving the same firm, Cobalt Partners in Fox Point, a much smaller project, an eight-acre project um, on Santa Monica Boulevard, involving relocating some municipal facilities the the village hall and a department of public works facility to clear space to do you know residential development single family homes could be a senior living component there or could just be single family homes kind of clustered around a public green space Um, an interesting you know pocket neighborhood type of approach Um, so it's just Interesting to me that Cobalt Partners has been so active with suburban projects, especially mixed-use projects. They did Whitestone Station, Menominee Falls. They did 84 South in um, Greenfield. They're doing another big project in Greenfield at Loomis in 894. And I got these two. So they've just, uh, they have just remained very, very active in suburban Milwaukee.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that Bayside project, that was initially proposed as
0: kind of a, a tower and then then got reworked into to what was ultimately approved right
2: yeah that that's right um, so the 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 original plan called for i forget how tall it was but it was an extremely uh, well i'm looking at now 30 story 30 story tower, a residential tower um, amongst all this other you know mixed use stuff but that was just one component and certainly it was a shocking idea in Bayside, which Mm -hmm. probably doesn't have anything taller than two stories. I'm thinking. Um, so that didn't fly. There was a lot of pushback from residents there, you know, not unlike what we've seen in Walatosa with the Johnny V project, though that was reworked and now appears to be moving forward because it meets existing zoning. But in the Bayside case of cobalt, they tried going with a shorter tower, um, I think it was um, 15 stories, and that too was met with a lot of resistance. So they dissed the the tower portion of this project, and going with a you know a redevelopment project with a lot of different uses, but no towering building. And uh, now they've gotten approval to move forward with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So folks should check out
0: those stories uh, from real estate reporter Alex Zank. And my Insider Spotlight story is one by our newest reporter, Ashley Smart, joined us uh, just after Thanksgiving, and she is covering the world of startups and innovation and entrepreneurship and some manufacturing for us. And she's really hit the ground running with a number of stories already. Uh, One of them is a follow up. To this news that Milwaukee based Spothopper, a Spot Hopper, uh, startup company that's in the restaurant space, kind of helping restaurants with marketing and technology needs, uh, they recently announced a $14 million Series A funding round. And Ashley caught up with Alexander Ivanovic, the uh, chief executive officer and co founder of the company. Uh, to talk with him about what they're planning to do with that money. So it was a good kind of insight into a company that maybe wasn't on the radar for uh, as many people in the, the Milwaukee startup scene. Uh, they've been around since 2015 and kind of gone through a few different pivots and kind of found their way to a, a niche that they can can grow on. And this was their first time taking outside investment. And uh, it's a pretty big uh, fundraiser, especially considering first time, uh, raising. So it'll be interesting to see them, you know, if they can put that money to use and, and turn it into some growth, um, which would be great to see for startups in the Milwaukee region. So, uh, let's turn to our big story of the week. Uh, Lauren, this is one you wrote about a survey conducted or commissioned by Kane communications looked at, Working women in Wisconsin, and found that half of them are considering quitting their jobs. So we've heard the whole idea of the Great Resignation, and there's been some research on this topic specifically uh, nationally. Uh, this is a closer look at it at a local level. What uh, what did they find?
1: Yeah, so half of working women in Wisconsin saying they. Are considering quitting is higher than the national average, um, which was is forty percent, according to a, a study earlier this year by McKinsey. the The Cane study found that women in Wisconsin working in retail, food service, and hospitality uh, reported even higher rates of. Discontent in their jobs. Sixty uh, percent said they are considering leaving their jobs. I think it's notable to also highlight that only five percent of working women in Wisconsin actually left their job over the uh, past year and a half. So um, there might be a lot of thinking about quitting, but maybe people aren't actually making that that jump. Um, though the report did highlight that. 13% of uh, black women have left their job in that same time period. So it's, there's a higher rate of that um, among black women. And the main reason that women are considering leaving is uh, feeling undervalued. Um, and if you unpack that a little bit uh, that touches on a lot of things, including pay, feeling like you're left out of um, communication in the office um high levels of stress uh so being undervalued is is uh, kind of encompasses a lot of different things
0: it's interesting I me mean, throw in the the pandemic and how that plays on people i know you you shared this on linkedin and i think there was a comment on there basically pointing to the challenges of childcare and mm-hmm. you know if if a student, if a child school age child has to stay home from school um you know often it might be the woman the family that's, that's staying home, right or wrong, and um, trying to deal with, you know, balancing balancing work and family. And then more broadly, we have just the the great resignation things. I mean, I think the latest data was like 90,000 some people in Wisconsin quit in September, um, hmm. and that was, this, you know, a little higher even in, in August. So, you know, a lot of people reevaluating what they think about their job and what it means for them.
1: Uh, yeah, Kimberly Kane who's the CEO of Kane Communications Group um, said, you know, these these concerns about feeling undervalued, women feeling undervalued in their workplace isn't new. What's new is women are actually acting on it right now. They're they they are going to the company that has maybe more progressive or flexible Um, You know, accommodations for being a uh, working woman and and, uh, mom uh, in a lot of cases and uh, needing to, you know, drop your kids off at school and pick them up and take time off when there's COVID COVID exposure, all those things. So she's saying women are definitely voting with their feet um, now more so than ever.
0: And this was something they kind of did. This was a project that started for them as like an internal use kind of thing, um, you know, helps them help their clients? And then what made them decide to put this out more widely?
1: Yeah. Uh, Kimberly said, uh, yeah, they were just trying to help their clients with this data. And then she said, we realized that we were, we found something really big and uh, decided more people needed access to this data. Um, and in order to make retaining women a priority in 2022 across the region.
0: Andrew, what do you think about these findings and what it means for businesses in our region
2: it's, it's it's a reflection of i guess it's a yet another reflection of how tight the labor market is that we're seeing we've seen unemployment at a very very low rate we're seeing um labor force participation has sagged and you hear example one after another after another of companies struggling to find um, the the talent that they need and, and the workforce, the people that they need, and here we have a survey that points out that a massive percentage of women are have considered leaving their company. You know, half half in Wisconsin. Um, that's extraordinary. That's absolutely extraordinary, and it's quite scary, really. I mean, what would happen if? Uh, everyone who's thinking about leaving the workforce did. Uh, there'd be a hole that would be impossible to fill. So it, it speaks to the need of employers to really step up their game in terms of what are the needs of our employees and, 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 and being more progressive. And you know the, the terms that Lauren used earlier, flexibility and accommodations. Um, we're, we're in a world now where we see more people working from home than ever before and, and technology has enabled that. so employers have to be flexible with with folks and their personal lives and and and, and what they need to to retain them and, and if you don't, that isn't going to happen and then you've got the issue the longstanding issue of inequ, inequity in compensation for women that women are not paid um, you know on a, statistically on average. Um, for, at the same rate that men are for the same job. Well, that, again, in a tight labor market, that's a, a bigger problem for employers than ever. So employers really have to look at what they're paying and just the, uh, the, the flexibility and just the, the culture that they have and is it meeting the needs of, of all their employees, but especially women. And if they, if they don't, they're going to continue to have problems filling open positions because we we see it all over the labor market. And this is just a huge red flag that employers better be aware of.
0: Well, it's also an opportunity maybe for those who do have the right culture, do have the environment that's going to show people that are appreciated. That's an opportunity to attract people to come and join you at your company. We've got a story in our upcoming issue, our December 13th issue, on associated bank and they've got this whole new growth strategy. And I was talking to the CEO and saying, okay, you've got this growth strategy that really counts on having people and having more talent. And you're trying to do that in a tight labor market. What's what's the experience of trying to hire in that? And he's like, well, people want to be somewhere where they can make a difference. And so when you paint a vision of changing the company, changing the growth, you know, changing to a growth company and different things like that, it's attractive for people to come join. So it's an opportunity for, you know, the employers who want, you know, can make sure they're going to value people and value the women um, who are evaluating leaving, um, it's an opportunity to, to attract new talent and maybe spur, spur
2: your own growth. Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a good way of looking at it, that it's an opportunity to create a competitive advantage for yourself in what is quite honestly these days, a war for talent. So being aware of these things and stepping up employers stepping up their game can give them an advantage over over their competition. All right. Well,
0: with that, we'll leave it there and look to join everyone next week on the BizTimes Weekly Debrief. Andrew and Lauren, thanks for joining me. You
2: bet. This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE Podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to BizTimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.